Real quick, before we start, if you like what you hear and you're not following the podcast, make sure you hit that follow button. It helps the podcast grow, and that means we can change more lives of people just like you. Let's get into today's episode. What is going on, online fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives, Make Money Online Trainer podcast. This is the number one show for online coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. In today's episode, I am solo. My midget compadre is actually on an airplane right now. Completely forgot about it. So you guys are going to be hearing from me solo, and this is Podchats. So for those of you guys that are new to the podcast, Podchats is a coaching call that we have with our clients jump on and ask us anything. And so unfortunately, my midget business partner is not here with us on the call. He's watching live, though. So I want to make sure he knows how fucking short he actually is so that he can comment on this Instagram live and understand that he's a midget. Cool. Without further ado, you guys, I just want to remind you that if you haven't gotten your ticket to the virtual summit, this is a reminder to do so. I actually just spoke on stage in front of 3,000 people this past weekend, and I delivered a snippet of what I'm going to be delivering at the virtual summit. And this virtual summit speech is going to blow your fucking mind. I actually have two speeches at the virtual summit, not one, but two. So you guys get to hear from me twice. The first one is going to be talking about how to turn your Instagram into a money-making machine. And then the second one is going to be how to scale from five to $10,000 a month. So both speeches are absolutely fucking fire. Get your ticket. Go to challenges2champions.com, challenges2champions.com to get a ticket. Without further ado, let's get into pod chats. What's up, Lucas? Hello, Brian. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Awesome. So I have a question regarding VPNs and basically targeting people, let's say, from the places where they have more money. So I keep having the objection regarding the finances. And I sometimes spend so long, like really dissecting and finding the actual reason and the actual situation, what is going on. And it comes down to like people really are struggling, especially like people in UK, because most of my content is actually popping out in UK. So I don't feel like they do not want to start a program because of some hidden thing, but it's purely just finances. So I'm thinking about the strategies, how to basically find people who are more financially free and they have this situation where they could invest in my program. And I was trying VPN just basically to put my account that's in Canada and US, but then my Instagram gets flagged and then... I got like a few warnings, so I took that VPN down. So what would be other strategies apart from group hacking and apart from just adding people on Instagram or Facebook to find these people who would be in the better position to invest financially? That's my question. Two things. One, definitely don't use a VPN. I don't, I haven't recommended that on any podcast platform or coaching calls. So I'm just going to drop that. Like, just don't do that. That's how you're going to get your account, not only warning, but like banned. So just don't do that. Don't use VPNs. So there's two different options. Option number one is you can create a low ticket program for the people who can't afford it. And you can sell it over the DMs without having to get on phone calls with people, which I think you can do with option number two. And option number two is just have a better qualifying process. And like you can add two or three questions to your type form that would financially qualify people that would solve the problem rather than trying to go around Instagram because Instagram's smarter than you. They've been around since 2010. So they know what you're trying to do. So like doing mm -hmm. a VPN is just going to get your account in trouble. So just add more questions to your type form and make people know that it's an investment. And if people can't afford it, sell them a low ticket program over the DM, but don't do a VPN. Yeah, I mean, I have the low ticket program and I've been more success with that low ticket program rather than with my VPA because, I mean, VAP uh, is because like people just literally have no money. So like the people who I talk to, so I basically have to cancel all of the calls because from the antis they give me on the form where they have to book the call and I just have to sell them 
on the chat. So that's why I haven't been able to book like many calls because let's say I have 10 potential calls and out of them, maybe just two people, they put that at least they even have money or finances to invest. So I'm thinking like the ways apart from the VPN, which is clearly not working, like how can I increase my call rate just to find the right prospects? It's been like going for past three weeks. How much money have you made this month? Maybe like 500 pounds. And how much did you make last month? 3,000 last month and this month so far 500. And already I got also someone who has been disputing the payment. Uh, so I'm like minus nearly two grand in my Stripe account. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's not going great. So what I would do is I would lean into the fact that people are interested in no ticket and I would just take out the option to book a call with you, period. And I would just spend all of my time slinging low ticket in the DMs because your mindset right now is that people don't have money. And if you believe that people don't have money, all you're going to find is people that don't have money, period. Because you're mm -hmm. like, people don't have the money. So if you believe that, which is something you've said four or five times now, all you're going to find is people that don't have money. And even the people that do have the money that would pay you in full, you won't even see it because your mind is so set on the fact that people don't have money. So that's number one. Number two is just take out the option for booking calls in your calendar, period. And just lean into the fact that people are interested in doing low ticket. And you, so you just don't book calls right now. Unless somebody's like, I want to work with you one-on-one, -on -one, then you book a call. But take out this auto booking call thing so that mm -hmm. instead of people booking 10 calls and you having to cancel eight, which leaves you financially stressed, it's like you don't book calls, period. You sell low ticket programs over the DM and you only book calls with qualified prospects. Okay. And then that low program is actually like, let's say it's technically it's like mid program. So it's not like a super, super low, but those people, they can't afford, let's say like 300 pounds for like two months. So that's not a low ticket program. That's a mid ticket program. Okay. So that's mid ticket, which I'm selling. Low, low ticket is 97 a month or lower. Okay. So it's, it's, it's higher than that. Yeah. So it would be 97 a month or lower. So I would test yeah. the price ranges based on what your audience, like I would try selling at 97 a month and I'll pitch it to 10 people. And if zero people bought, I would go to 47 a month. Mm. But then again, I'm like thinking, do I really want to work with these type of people? Because you, my do, experience... you, do you really want to make zero dollars? Because the audience is telling you what you need to be doing right now. Yeah. And I'm trying to get away from that type of audience. I'm looking for like higher quality audience. So that was the whole question about this. Well, the higher quality, like you don't get to determine what your audience is on Instagram. That's the conversation that we're having. The conversation that we're having is like, there's inbound leads that are coming that can't afford your programs. The option is stop letting them book calls automatically, period. So that's a decision that we're making together. And mm -hmm. then number two is having some sort of low ticket program if you want to sell these people or being okay with the fact that you're only going to book three to five calls a week with qualified prospects and focusing on that and just not selling the people that are in your audience. But I think that's silly because you're leaving money on the table when you could be selling a $97 a month program. So like, even if you nice. sell two or three of those a week, like now your income is going to slowly grow to $10,000 a month versus right now you're at negative 2K on your stripe. You got it. And moving forward, when do I switch to actually booking like calls for VIP programs? Because that's the end goal, obviously. I would book calls now, but I wouldn't let them book it automatically. I would make you decide when they book a call. So in your type form, if they get to book a call right away, I would have them mm -hmm. fill out an application and then I would, you decide whether or not they book a call. You. So like, oh. if they qualify, then I would be like, okay, cool. I saw that you filled out this application and you actually look like you're a good fit for my program. Would you mind if I ask a couple of questions to see if I can help? And I would dive deeper. And then those people I book calls with, instead of just letting them book it automatically. Because right now- Also, mm -hmm. I never let them automatically book calls. It, go, it goes through me. But so then- I mean, Can I jump in? Yes. Perfect. I heard your midget comment, fucker. So I popped down here quick before I got on my plane. I wanted to say one thing. 
because I know where you're headed here, Lucas, and I know that it's very frustrating. So I'm going to say something very plainly. And there's two things that you could do. Okay. Number one, become the most absolute valuable coach on the internet where somebody comes to your social media, they don't even need to pay you and they can see the best fucking results possible. I'm talking about better than Lane Norton, better than James Smith PT, better than Phil Heath, better than any of these coaches. Become the most valuable motherfucker there, period. Or at least become the one that tells people what they need to hear, which is a polarizing, deeper style of content. Right now, if you are attracting broke people where they can't afford anything based off of your language and what's coming out of your mouth, it tells me that you're not an authority and nobody wants to pay you. Because you cannot tell me that there is not at least a thousand people in all of the United Kingdom that could pay you money. You're just not attracting them. So that means your content needs adjustments. You need to become either a better coach on social media through the value you provide or a better coach on social media through the way you articulate your actual message itself. Now, everything that Brian said is 100% true as well. What I would do is in the meantime, start selling a mid-ticket to a low-ticket program, get people locked the fuck in, all right? Push everybody towards a low ticket. And then as you are qualifying individuals through the DMs, then book calls with the people that seem like they are more interested. If I have a conversation with Matt Butali and a conversation with Mike, and Mike is a lot more interested, he's sending me massive, massive paragraphs, I'm going to book a call with him. Where if Matt is just giving me one word answers, I'm pushing him straight to a low ticket. Does that make sense? Does make sense, Mike. I cannot put the money in the pocket. That's the whole point. If they're very interested, if they keep sending me paragraphs, if they're super willing to work with me, but just they do not have money, I cannot put the money in the pocket. That's all. Awesome. That means you need to either get better at sales or you need to post better content. Because if someone's booking a fucking call and going through their entire process, then they have some sort of money to invest in you. And you either need to sell a high ticket, mid ticket, or low ticket on the fucking phone. Get better at sales if you want to close. Pause. Okay, Lucas, I'm going to move on from you because there's 10 people here and I've got a hard out at 11. So I want to respect everyone's time. Don't book calls with everybody. Lead with low ticket and only book calls with people that are actually qualified with for like your higher ticket package. So that means you need to send a type form before you book a call, whatever. But don't book mm -hmm. calls with everybody. You need to lead with low ticket. And that's the decision moving forward if you want to start making money. Okay, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Brady, what up? How you doing? Uh, good, good. How are you? Good, man. My question is about content. So I've been having trouble with like, I guess, figuring out what to post. And I think part of it, I am pretty, I'm pretty clear on my avatar, but I've never, I was on avatar audits with Nick last week. Yeah. And so my avatar is new dad trying to lose weight. But so I know the new dad and I've just never, so what I talked to him about is I've never had to lose weight as a new dad. And that's kind of what I've been trying to shift my content towards a little bit of like, all right, well, we're just posting like the discipline I've had to never have to lose weight. Does that, does that make sense? So I've, I've yep. never really gone on a fitness journey, at least as a new dad. So I guess my question is like, when you get to a point where you're not really sure what to post, I've been trying to go, I went and like dug deep into James Smith stuff. And I've been trying to look at other, other people in the academy too. And I, I don't want to copy what they're posting, but my mindset is like, the people I'm trying to attract probably aren't following these same people too. So even, even if I like, I mean, like I said, I don't want to copy them, but even if I almost copy them, but make it my own a little bit, they probably didn't see that too. Is that the right mindset or am I like way off? So here. I want to answer the actual question that you're asking, which is how do I get a deeper understanding of my avatar? Because if you have a deeper understanding of your avatar, you'll be able to post better content for them. And the answer is I was, when I first started business coaching, I had never actually been an in-gym trainer for longer than two weeks, but a lot of my content was directed at in-gym trainers. And so the way that I got a deeper understanding of the language that in-gym trainers used and the mindset that they had and the hours that they worked and like the lingo is I set up a call with three in-gym trainers that I knew and I asked them questions about their struggles. 
know, what were some of the okay. things you struggled with as an in-person trainer? Like what were some of the things you hated about your job or some of the things that you like absolutely couldn't wait to get away from or some of the reasons that you wanted to go online? What were some of your goals for online? Like how would that make you feel when you achieved them? Like what were some of the struggles that prevented you from going online in the first place? So I'd write down all the things that they would say in their own language. And then I would utilize that terminology in my content. But I feel like if you get that, like if you take, so Brady, if you know three dads that have struggled with their fitness journey when they started, when they, after they had kids, and you get enough data from that, those three dads, you can literally take that data and you can go into chat GPT and ask it to expand on that data and you'll have content for the next three months. Okay. So that's cool. that. Now, in regards to like getting content ideas, like I have like a inspiration list, Brady, like I have like three creators that I follow that, you know, obviously I'm doing business content, so it's completely irrelevant which creators they are, but I have three creators that I follow. And when they post high value content, that's like smack, like I will recreate that video hundred percent. Okay, cool. Keyword, keyword, recreate. Right. Not recreate, copy. Yeah. Not plagiarize, recreate. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So hopefully that answered your avatar question. And then in terms of content, like get inspired, but don't plagiarize. Okay. Yeah. I just want to add one thing. And I saw this on a Gary Vee video. So I think all of you guys are going to give out like for this. I don't know if you saw this video, Brian, but I thought it was pretty cool. So as you guys know, if you do follow Gary Vee, he's very into like pop culture and rap and like playing cards and all these other things. So what he says is he actually utilizes ChatGBT to have conversations. So he can talk about things that are going on in multiple industries. So instead of just utilizing ChatGBT to be like, build me out this or build me out this or write me this essay, he'll ask ChatGBT, what's going on in pop culture right now? Like, what are the trends that I need to be aware of? And it will have a, like a conversation with him and tell him everything that's going on. You guys can be doing the same based off of your avatar and chat GBT right now. Like, what's the trend right now when it comes down to parents not being able to lose weight? Like, what are parents dealing with the most? Like, what are the main struggles that you guys are seeing on the internet? Have a conversation with chat GBT and it will tell you a bunch of things that are currently happening online. And then you just take your personal approach as a disciplined motherfucker and talk about those things. Feel me? Yeah, Matt, Michelle, like you just said that you did that for podcast scripts. I love that. It will change the game. It like gives you a different insight because then instead of just asking a question, because what a lot of you guys will do is you go to ChatGPT or Google and you're like, what are people struggling with? People are like losing weight and you'll see some like basic ass shit. But if you start asking questions and go back and forth a little bit, ChatGPT will start like actually breaking things down and like opening up and expanding on the subjects that it's giving you. And then it will give you more to actually talk about. Bet. Matt Batali, was that good, Brady? Thumbs up? Yeah, real good. Thanks, guys. All right, bro. Mr. Matt Batali, what's good, King? Yo, what's up, guys? Cole, bon voyage. I hope you get there safe. Quick win. What do I got here? Really hot lead off of a testimonial, and we got the ticket. So I'll be seeing you guys soon. And let's break it down. Sort of a mindset. Is that virtual summit? Virtual summit, yeah. Oh, man. Can't wait to see yeah. you. Sweet. This is more of a mindset-related question. I know you guys definitely agree with this because you guys are high-performing. When it comes to looking at yourself in the mirror, or at least the way you behave with other people, do you ever feel like you're a bit narcissistic? Hmm. What's your definition of narcissist? Mm, uh, that Well, my definition, I don't think, you know. No, well, no, 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 What's your definition? My definition of narcissism is somebody that really does believe they can do whatever the fuck they want. Rules apply to them because they bend them to apply to them. No other person conforms their reality except for them. Like, Every single thing that made me successful in anything I've done, all those characteristics, I view also as narcissism, you know? So they help me, but yeah. confidence as well, extreme confidence. Here's my definition of narcissism. Everything you just listed at the expense of others. Could you define, like dive into that? Because okay. to an so, so like, here's an example. Let's say that 
Like, so I'm all those character traits you just mentioned. I believe I can do fucking anything. I'm about to speak on stage in front of fucking 7,000 people this weekend. And I actually believe that like, I'm going to fucking knock the shit out of the park. I'm not even nervous. Sounds cocky as fuck, but I'm not. I'm like, literally when I step on stage, I'm going to fucking dominate. So I believe that. I believe that I can achieve anything I set my mind to. I believe that I'm the fucking best business coach of all time. I believe all these things. And however, I'm not willing to do that at the expense of others. As an example, I wouldn't believe that if, if I had to go on stage and be like, my business partner Cole is a piece of shit. And I'm the one that built this business by my fucking self. It was me. It was all fucking me. I did it. Fuck everybody else. Fuck the fucking, fuck all the people that work on my team. It was me. That's narcissism, in my opinion. Other than that, that's just like, I'm just like confident in who the fuck I am. I'm absolutely certain that I'm fucking capable of achieving anything. And that certainty carries me through life. And a lot of people do view view that as narcissism because like, People are like, who the fuck are you? Who are you to think that you're going to be a big thing to win the overall trophy? Totally. Step on stage. Who are you? I'm fucking Brian Mark. That's who I am. And that response, although I resonate with it heavily, like I, I'm the same way with myself. Getting ready for whenever I turn pro was, you know, who the fuck are you? This 23-year-old kid. You're not doing anything. And then you do it, right? And so I understand what you mean by at the expense of everybody else. But I agree with you if they're on your team. If they're not on your team, if they are, you know per se, like not on your fitness team, you know, if they are part of your life, let's say your family, your friends, they aren't necessarily trying to talk you down, but they look at it like, hey, you know, I'm looking out for you. I want to make sure that you know that this is what you're behaving like. You're getting the results. Things are good. But this makes me feel negatively because, you know, this is who you are. In that case, is it safe to, you know, really look at the mirror and adjust my behavior? Or should I just, again, the hell with them, what I'm doing is working? It's not mm-hmm. really at their expense because they're not a part of what I'm doing. You know, however, they are part of my life and I do respect or love them. So I think I understand what you're saying. So here's what I will say is that I'm not going to stop being who I am because it doesn't please you ever, ever to anybody. I figured. Yeah, I will never stop being who I am to please anybody, period. And I think that for a long time, like I was almost willing to self-abandon because somebody in my life would be like, oh, you're being a little bit too much or like too aggressive or you're posting too much or all these different things. I was almost willing to self-abandon. And I like, I will sit and I will reflect on my behavior, Matt. Let's say somebody brings something to my attention. Like, let's say it's like Cole. He comes up to me and he's like, you've been pretty assertive on our team meetings and like, you need to check your ego. If Cole says that to me and I value his opinion that much, then I will sit there and I will think about it and I will contemplate it. And if I do feel like I need to adjust my behavior in a way that benefits everybody else, then I will do that. I'm all about creating win-win scenarios. And if I'm doing something that's not causing a win-win scenario, then, and, and it's, it's affecting people in my life, then I will adjust and analyze my behavior, but I'm not going to stop being who I am to please you ever. And so can you give me a little bit more context? Because I'm interested to know like what happened. Like, is there something that happened that caused this conversation to go down? Absolutely. First of all, I appreciate you just breaking that down for me. And I do get your point now, but I will be a little bit more vulnerable so that everyone can get the POV here. I'm sure everyone's had this to an extent, but you know, I've got a partner. She's not necessarily in the game like this. She's noticing these things about me whenever I do go out and people come up to me. You know how it is. You look fit, people come up to you. They want to talk to you. And then I know who I am. So I'm always talking. I'm always pitching. I'm always doing my thing to attract to my uh, my business. And it got to a point where I guess, again, to a degree, this person felt neglected. My intention wasn't to neglect. It was just hyper-focused on what I'm doing. Same thing with work at home. And this person just goes, hey, like you're so focused on yourself. You don't really, you know, make space, make time as much time as I would prefer. And your character traits 
I view as something toxic, as something narcissistic. However, there is a positive outcome and the intention isn't to hurt somebody, right? So I do make an effort. I do find ways to integrate myself, but at the expense of my own self. So I end up self-abandoning whatever values that I have to upkeep certain values or certain the dynamics in this relationship. And to be very, very vulnerable, this is a romantic relationship. So great. So this is a great fucking question. Now, now we've got some context. Who here is getting value? Now I've got some context. You have to ask yourself what's important to you in your life right now. Kirsten and I have had conversations like that. And I've straight up, this was an intense conversation. There was an, one conversation I had with Kirsten and I was like, the business will always come before you. I bro, that's what I want to say, but that yeah. can't come out, dude. I, I said it and I was like, why? Because if the business doesn't come before you, this fucking house isn't over our, our head. I'm like, these first class vacations don't fucking happen. I'm like, Haley exactly. going to struggle for fucking money. I'm like, if like bro. business comes before the relationship, always. Like that being said, I'm not going to trample on the relationship and I'm going to respect when she wants to spend time with me. And I'm going to like, if she feels like I'm not giving her enough space, then like I will hear her out. But I literally told her one day, I was like, the business always comes before you, period. Because without the business, there's no fucking, like, I'm not about to be a hippie living on the top of a mountain. I'm fucking sorry. That's just not who I am. And if you try to make me become that person, I will slowly over time resent you. So that's that, exactly what happened. That's real yeah. shit. Yeah, that shit. fucking happened. That's real shit. So you have to ask yourself what you want because like, that was a conversation that Kirsten and I had about, it was like a year and a half ago. And since then, it's like, she like wants me to fucking win. Like, she's like cheering me on. She's like, how can I fucking help you? She's like running a fucking massive business, cooked my chicken as soon as we got in, was rubbing my back because I've been dealing with like a lot of shit like this week. She's like all in. She wants me to fucking win. And she would never ask me to stop being myself to please her because she knows that it would damage the relationship. And so like, you need to be real with who the fuck you are. Like, I'm real. Like, I'm Brian Mark. I'm not going to stop being Brian Mark. And if you ask me to stop being Brian Mark, if you ask me to stop working less, like, if you ask me to be that person, we're not meant to be together. This isn't the fucking right relationship. But it's like, when you find your person, you're going to be able to be yourself and they're not going to make you feel shitty about it. Like, she doesn't make me feel shitty about working. She doesn't make me feel shitty about wanting to win overalls. She doesn't make me feel shitty about, like, waking up at two o'clock in the morning, doing my fucking cardio, and then running my business all day, every day, and then going to bed at seven fucking white. That's my life. That's who I am. I can't stop being myself to make you feel better. Facts. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I'm taking that home with me. Bet. Is that valuable? Did that make sense? 100%. Crystal clear, man. I appreciate cool. you. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks for coming out. I'm excited for you to come to the virtual. It's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. Let's go. Every time Matt comes up, there's always a good conversation. Remember that one fucking... It was like two years ago. Remember that? I was on a YouTube video. You know what I'm talking about. I was in my yeah, the one where I was listening to the podcast and I was at work and I was telling you about everything, how you changed my life. I ended up crying on that motherfucker, bro. <laughs> Every time you come up, bro, we always have good talks. Yeah. And just to, before I dip out. So my actual, my old manager, the one who just messaged me now based off of the testimonial I post off of somebody else. So the manager, when I was working at that same place where we did, when I was, you know, doing the podcast episode with you, he yeah. got married and he reached out. He wants to lose 30 pounds. So you'll see when I close him, but we'll chat later. Bet. I love you, bro. Good to see you. Christina, what's up? Hello. How are you? I'm doing fucking fantastic. How are you? I am. Same thing. Amazing. Good. So my question, I don't even know how I really want to word it, but maybe it'll help with a little backstory. So there was a time that I came on pod chats like two years ago and I had had like a dip in my business. And then it climbed back up again. And, and I was like, never going to let this happen again. And you're like, ah, you're like, but it will happen again. And you're like, but it, you're going to have better tools to deal with it. It happened. And that's fine. So from January to now, I went from 50 clients to 19. Some of them 
like a couple of them, I actually like let them go because I was just so frustrated with them. Some of them, it was for reasons where it was like, it was out of the control and then whatever. So now I'm at 19 and then I was on through some of the content audits and just listening in with Cole and then actually doing avatar audits yesterday with Nick. Like I've just come to realize that my avatar was never clear. And I had this really beautiful cushy system that was BBBA, then women who win all of these clients constantly accessing our application. And that's great. But then I realized like I wasn't bringing in like, I want new eyes into our group. Like I want to help build that community as well, whether it's through high or low. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, but at the same time, my one-on-one offering of what I do personally almost feels like kind of dry, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I want to like overhaul it and change what I offer. And Mm -hmm. I'm more just, I don't know if it's like a limiting belief of that. Like my, I always have said to myself that I'm like, I'm just not creative. Like I don't have good ideas. I'm not good at that. I can't just design a whole program. So I guess just any suggestions for how, if you were to like overhaul your offering and because now I'm like, if I have the chance to rebuild my client roster, like why not do it right with exactly what I want to offer? Because like, I just, I had a few girls like graduate recently who actually saw things through to the end and then like them going, it was like bittersweet because it was like, hey, you did what you came to do. And for the first time in my life, I'm not panicking when people graduate from the program. But yeah, I don't know. Just any suggestions that you would have. What do you want Just like the best fucking program. Like I just, I want to send women away if they do leave i want them to leave because they never have to need a coach again they just want one Mm -hmm. what would have to be in that offer in order for somebody to never need a coach again just like crystal clear expectations and expectations for what the their lifestyle and what they want and just but also i guess what's the word i'm looking for like oh it's just like the the mom excuses like getting past the mom excuses that a lot of them have of just like well i'm too what are some of the mom excuses my kids interrupt me or everything's different now that I had a baby or it's just not going to work for me or just poor scheduling, poor timing, poor management of their time and just kind of letting their children like just run, like dictate everything, you know? So that's the mindset part of it. What about like, what would have to be in that program? Like nutrition wise, like for them to have a system where they never have to hire a coach again, just absolute adherence. And just, I think a lot of the time I just want to say to them, can you just fucking try? Like, can you just try? Like they'll, you know, you'll be like, you're showing them my fitness panel. It's like, well, it just doesn't work. And it's like, okay, but it does. And it's like, just be honest. Because I've had a few girls where I'm calling out and I'm just like, there's no way you are tracking how you're saying if this is what's going on. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like for the results they're getting and then what you see them putting down. And it's like, no, like you're like, I've had girls who are like straight up, like, you know, they're lying to you. Mm. <laughs> you don't even, I don't even want to just come out and just be like, I know you're having more than what you're saying. Mm. And it's like frustrating. Because then it's like, and I see people in the exact same position as them and like they make it work. So I'm like, what is, I don't know. It's like, then sometimes I doubt myself because I'm like, am I missing something? Like, am I not seeing a disconnect? Like that I should be calling out? And it's just, ah, I don't know. What What would you have to put in that program for them to understand how to track macros properly and for them to want to do it? How could you make it simpler for them? I think that's where I feel so stuck right now. Because I know for me, like when I started working on macros, like when Shay was my coach a few years ago, because I was so, res- I was resistant to it too. Because like, because they'll be like, well, sometimes the right measurements aren't in there. And I was just like, that's why Google exists. Because it's like, I'm the person who will sit there with my fitness pal. And it's like, if they're not right, I'm like, okay, what's grams to ounces for this? Like, like, and I will do the searches and I'll go like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's like, how do I get them to just, yeah, like, I don't know, like I said, like, just try, like, just do it, Mm -hmm. like, take the time, do the extra few steps, take an extra 15 minutes Mm -hmm. on a Friday night and just like do it, you know, Mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Okay. So what about workout wise? Like what would have to be in what, like, what would they have to understand about working out in order for them to never have to hire a coach again? I guess first it comes down a lot of the times finding something that's 
something that they actually like because I think a lot of them think they have to like the gym mm-hmm. but then it's like no and it's like you can like we can make it anything you want like it doesn't have to be five days a week of weight training it can be hit workouts it can be lots it can be this it can be like there's so many options structure I think a lot of it is structure I think a lot of them are flailing like they're just trying to fit it in when they can rather than actually like zooming out on their life and being like okay I know I have this this and that on these days with the kids and this this and that so it's like this is where I can fit it in or <laughs> I don't know yeah no you're good I have a question. How long do you yeah. think that this program would have to be for them to actually go through it and understand everything you're talking about and never have to hire a coach again? If I spoke from personal experience, I think it probably took me a good, I was with Kirsten for probably like, I was with her for like 26 weeks and saw tons of success. And it was just financials where I ended up going out of her high ticket. And then my, when I was with Shay, like, I think we were together for almost a year and like, and I left really confident with him. Okay. So do you think you could build out six months worth of trainings that could teach them how to do that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I've been starting to build like beginner intermediate because we started to offer that for our group coaching as well. Mm-hmm. Like, Okay. Maybe I need to offer more levels. Maybe I'm just trying to throw too much at them. That is just like too much mm-hmm. or like building it from like what I know I can do. So yeah, I started building some like beginner ones, beginner intermediate, still working on them. Though. So first things first, I want you to take out pen and piece of paper. Okay. And then I want you to write down the words. I'm not creative. Okay. Go ahead. Write it down. I'm not creative. And then scratch that out. Okay. You're never allowed to say that again. Okay. Ever. That's number one. Number two is, do you see what I just did there to you? I just asked you questions. Yeah. So what you need to do is you need to ask yourself questions. Okay. How do I build this out for the next six months so that these girls understand nutrition on a very deep level? And then you write down whatever comes up. Okay. You have all the answers inside of you. I know. They're all there. I know. That's it. I see my girls that have done so well. And I'm like, I did something right with them. (laughs) All the answers are inside of you. The only thing that you need to eliminate is that one sentence that's that was blocking your creativity that no longer is, which is, I'm not creative. Just eliminate that sentence. The reason that you're having a hard time signing clients right now is you're not confident in your offer. And as soon as you get clear in your offer, you get confident in your offer, you're going to start signing more clients again. Yeah. And you don't even need to know the exact, like everything that's going to go into it. All you need to do is design, like what's really, really important in my opinion is the first 12 weeks. After mm-hmm. the first 12 weeks, then you can start to you know, like you can start to build ongoing trainings, but I think it's really important to have the first six to 12 weeks laid out. When you guys are designing any sort of program, whether that's for anything, really any avatar, you need to design it with the intention of somebody being like literally a complete beginner and never touching a dumbbell in their hand ever in their life. Because if you design it with that intention, then it's going to be good enough for anybody that comes in. Does that make sense? It's like when we design the academy, it's like we design the academy, assuming that somebody has literally never had a fucking social media profile before. Like, here's how to set up your profile. Use your profile picture. Here's how to put your bio here. Here's how to change, like post an Instagram story. Like that's how you should be designing my fitness pal. You shouldn't be designing your my fitness pal trainings, assuming that they have the same level of experience as you. You should be designing my fitness pal trainings, assuming that they've never logged anything into my fitness pal ever in their life once. Because if you design it like that, then it's going to be good for all levels. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I figure if it start if you started at the beginner, I think Matt literally just said it. He was like, it becomes easier to over deliver. Yeah, something I mean, you can always build on top of something that's super easy. Yeah. It's hard to take something that's really advanced and sort of like dial it back. So mm-hmm. I like that approach. Okay, yeah. So I am creative, and I'm gonna go make a new program, and I'll show it to you in a few. I don't know. I'll figure out how long I think it's gonna take me. <laughs> One more hack, and this is for all of you guys. This is my ninja trick. Okay. Whenever you're designing something new, like when, when I design the tanking mastermind or when I'm writing my event speeches or whatever it is, I always design it before I get into my regular workday. Somebody tell me why they, why they think that is. Always before I get into my regular workday. Somebody tell me why that is. 
I figure you're more creative in the morning before you like Absolutely. see something or social yeah. media or an email yes. you don't want or dopamine. dopamine. As soon as you log on social media, I fucking dopamine hit client messages you fucking mm-hmm. Kenny just celebrates a big win. I got to go fucking pop off for him. And now my energy is scattered and I'm not able to be focused and creative. And mm-hmm. so what I do is I get up early. So if I'm really working on a project that I care about, I'll get up an hour earlier than I usually do. And then I'll mm-hmm. do whatever I'm doing in the morning. I do my morning ritual. And then right after my morning ritual, like I wrote my event speeches by waking up an hour earlier and then doing my cardio and then focusing on my event speech for like an hour, hour and a half. And then I got into my regular work day. And then it's not like, then my workflow isn't interrupted, like my day-to-day workflow. And also I'm more creative for the project at hand. So try to do it in the morning before you start your regular work day. That way it doesn't interrupt your workflow. It definitely gets done and it gets done to the best of your ability. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And I'm going to start. I started bringing, um, you had told me in the past, bring notebooks into yoga classes. So I've been starting to like, when I'm doing my morning yoga, just having that nearby because I always get a good fucking idea, whether it's like a content or something, but I'm going to use it for program creation now. Cause it's like, I have this amazing onboarding guide that I put like my heart and soul into. And it's like a Canva presentation and it's showing them like, you click this link, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, by the end of it, it's like, by now you should have done this. You should have done this. You should have done this. And it's like, wait for this email, do this. And, and it's like this whole step by step, but then it feels, it's like, I have this wonderful onboarding, but then I'm like, what do I send them into past that? I feel like I want, I just want to offer more. I want more. I want to give them more. So do it. I will. Okay. Thank you. I feel good about this. <laughs> You're very well. I got you. <laughs> Thanks. I got you. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. And I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. Valerie, what's up? Hello. How are um, you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. This is my first pod chat. So this is, I'm very excited, actually. <laughs> right. I love that. That's cool. So I have a question relating to calls because I've had, I've had only a few calls until now, but from the first one, I realized that my calls were lasting too much time, like more than one hour. Mm. And I realized it's normal at the beginning that it takes much longer than it should, but like more than one hour seems to be too much. Mm-hmm. And I've identified one probable cause is that I start to coach the clients in the calls mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a lot. And I've realized that from the first call. And then for the next ones, I tried to condition myself not to do it like before the call, but still I, I don't catch myself before I do it. And I start doing it anyway, during the calls, during all each of the calls. And I don't realize it. And then like 10 minutes after I started coaching them, I'm like, shit, I did it again. And yeah. Do you have any insights or ideas on how I could, what I could do to just stop doing that so much (laughs) and to like shorten my calls? I'm actually going to do a video on that. That's a great, great question. So I want you to write this down, act like a doctor and diagnose the problem. That's your job on calls is to act like a doctor and diagnose the problem. The difference between a doctor and a coach is if you go into a doctor, you're like, doctor, my nose is fucking running and I have a headache. And he's like, okay, cool. Like how much water have you drank it today? You know, how much sleep have you gotten? What are your stress levels like? 
Is there anything going on in your life that might be affecting your cortisol levels, right? And he's asking you all these like inquisitive questions. He fucking sticks like a needle in your ear or whatever the fuck they do. And then at the end, he's like, okay, cool. This is what your problem is. Go get a prescription. Have a nice day. That's what you guys need to be doing on your calls. You're not going okay. to call. You wouldn't be like, okay, so my nose is running. Okay, what's going on with your nose? Oh, and you're st- you said you got a little bit of stress at home. Well, that I completely understand that you have stress at home. Like what I like to do when I have stress at home is I like to meditate because meditation is going to be really, really good for your stress levels. And if you just meditate a little bit, a little bit more over time, your stress levels are going to go down and then your nose isn't going to be as runny. So tell me a little bit more about what else is causing you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's yeah, like, sure. it's like, it's, you need to resist the urge to fucking solve the problem. Write that down. Because if you solve the problem on the call, why the fuck would they hire you? Right? Yeah, I know. They're going to leave the call and they're going to be like, man, Valerie, thank you so much for that last hour and a half of coaching. I feel like I understand macros. I understand training. I know what I need to do to reduce my stress. I'm fucking good. Peace. I think this is so because in the DMs, like when I pitched the call, I'm like, yeah, we're going to give you value during the call. And then I'm like, I feel that I need to give that value. I have a question. I have a question. Who here gets value just from understanding their problem a little bit better? Raise your hand. A clearly defined problem is half solved. Everybody write that down. A clearly defined problem is half solved. Most people don't even know like how bad they're actually struggling until you ask them the question. How is it making you feel to be 20 pounds overweight and not being able to run around and play with your kids? Like, fuck, it's making me feel shitty. And they don't even realize it because they've been lying to themselves. A clearly defined problem is half solved. Also, how much do you care about changing people's lives, Valerie, on a scale of one to 10? Give me a number. Ten. <laughs> okay, so 10, pause. So if that prospect leaves the call without a clear game plan and without your meal plan and training program, what are the odds that they're going to lose the 20 pounds that they want to lose over the course of the next six months without your help doing exactly what they were doing? On a scale of one to 10, what are the odds from a one hour call? Probably one. <laughs> one. Okay, so what if that prospect left the call investing in you and your coaching program and over the next six months, you were able to work with them intimately and you gave them a game plan and you kept them accountable and you helped them lose that 20 pounds. What are the odds on a scale of one to 10 that they're going to lose the weight? 9.5. So it's your responsibility not to coach them on the call. You think that you're doing them a service by coaching them. You're actually doing them a disservice because they're going to leave the call thinking that they know what the fuck they're doing. And then they're going to go back to their old way of life. They're not going to lose the weight. And you could have solved the problem by not giving them the solution on the call. Makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So so I love that. So I'm going to give you one more hack that's really tactical because I think the tactical, like obviously we're talking mindset. I like to do mindset. And tactics. Tactically, what was the last the last call that you were on, Val? How much time was it? Do you remember the exact time? It was one hour, but it was I couldn't even pitch the program during the call because she had to let leave because it was too long. Okay. So, so I want you to set a timer on your phone for 40 minutes. And okay. you put that timer right now, because I know you got your phone script on your computer screen. Put that timer on your phone right here in front of your face so you can see you've got 40 minutes to close the call. And then that timer going down will remind you to fucking not coach. And this is how I got better at sales calls, by the way. This was like my hack because I used to have like 40 minute calls and then I was doing five calls a day and I'm like, this fucking sucks. I don't want to do 40 minute calls five times a day. So I was like, I'm going to set a timer for 30 minute calls. Then I could close in 30 minutes. Then I was like 20 minute calls and 20 minutes was kind of like the, the sweet spot. I don't really like going any shorter than that, but 20 minute, like that's the goal. So set it for 40, make yourself close the deal in 40 minutes. And then once you get good at 40 minutes, then go to 30 and challenge yourself to do it in 30. Because guys, sales is really simple. Figure out their problem, figure out their goals, present your product as a solution to take them from their problem to their goals. It really is simple. And 
we overcomplicate it because our limiting beliefs get in the way. We're like, oh, but I need to explain this more. And like, I need to explain why this is important. And I need to give them a little bit of coaching here. It's really simple. Figure out their problems, figure out their goals, present your product as a solution, take them from their problem to their goals. So you'll get that the more that you do it. But yeah, yeah. so 40 minutes, set that timer and be intentional and understand that the reason that you're not giving them more value on the call is because you're going to give them more value in your program when you change their fucking life. Yeah. I think it's really useful to uh, the first thing you actually said, like to be really inquisitive and just like focus on really asking questions and not trying to explain and expand and solve, but asking, asking, asking. Mm. Yeah. Diagnosing the problem. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, is this valuable? Yeah. Perfect. Thanks. Love it. You also get really good video idea. So thank you for that. <laughs> cool. I appreciate you. Johan, what up? Is that how I say your name? Hey, brother. How are you, man? Okay. Uh, it's pronounced you won, like the trophy. Like you won. Yeah, you won. I like that. Yeah, bro. Cool. Hey, man. Just first time here as well asking a question and that. I just wanted some advice, I guess. I work full-time in mining as a mining supervisor and I also work as an in-person trainer and obviously now taking on online training as well. So I'm having a bit of like an identity crisis where... Like, I know that I really want to be doing this full time. I like at the moment, it's 1am here in Australia. Like I wake up to do this because I'm so passionate to do it. And then when I do go to work, I'm having conversations with people and I just feel so out of place. Like I just don't really want to be in that environment anymore. And I'm getting to the point where I feel like I'm becoming quite rude and I just kind of want to cut my time at work quite short and I just don't really want to be there. So I was just wondering like, yeah, the advice like how I can sort of manage that a bit better. First of all, how many people relate to that? I relate to that hard. I remember those moments where like you realize mm. that you're be full-time online and you're still doing something else and it's almost like a struggle. So I relate to that super hard. Question is, because I know you just started online. How much are you making right now from online? So my first month I did two grand and then I did three. And now this month I've dropped off a little bit only because I've just been serving the clients I have been having. Yeah. But with my work schedule as well, my work days can be 10, 12 hour days, which is so long. And then I get to the gym, I train maybe one or two people, I get home and I'm just like completely wiped out and exhausted. How much yeah. are you making at your on online for you to replace your other job? About six grand. Six grand. Okay. So a month. Yeah. Okay. So do you think you could do that in October? Give it a good go. Here's, I'll tell you what I think. So yeah. mm -hmm. if it was in your position, you won. And if I was, if I could transport into your body, this is what I would do. I would set a deadline for October 31st. And I'd be like, October 31st is the last fucking day that I will ever work for another person ever, period. And then okay. dedicate all of my time, all of my energy and all of my resources to making sure that I hit $6,000 in fucking October. And I would literally die on the sword to make it happen. If I had to sleep three hours a day, I'd sleep three hours a day. I would do whatever the fuck was necessary to make it happen. Yeah. Every single moment that I was at work that I hated it, I would let myself hate it. I would let myself fucking just like despise the conversations that I was in to remind myself of why the fuck I'm leaving October 31st. And I would just like sit with the fucking emotions of like being like, fuck this place. And then I would use those emotions to drive me when I got off work, when I was like one o'clock in the morning and I had to be on this fucking call instead of going to bed, you know, like yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I would do is like if, and that advice is for people that are like, you like, you want like you're already making money online, which for some people listening to this, you might not be making on money online. And you might be like, well, Brian said to fucking quit your job. Like, no, like you've already proven that you can make the money online. Like you, your thousand dollars, you've proven that you can do it. And I know that the reason that you're not making more is because you're not all in. Like, I am also certain that if you made $2,000 a month online and you've been fucking busy, 
I know for a fact that if you went all in with this online thing that you can make a lot more, which is why I'm giving you this advice. So if I was in your shoes with your credentials and your experience and in like the same position as you, I would give myself until October 31st. And I would literally say October 31st is the last fucking day I will ever work for another person ever. And then I would dedicate all of my energy, all my time, all my resources to making sure that that was a reality. Copy that. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Feels good. I like that. Button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Right. Cheers, man. Go post in the group. Stay accountable. This is information without implementation is just fucking noise. So I want to see the accountability. Let's see it. Sounds good. Thank you, man. Call me, King. I'll see you. I want to see you on pod chats around October 31st. Sure. Bet. Mr. Mike, what's up? How you doing, man? Yeah, brother. How are you? Good. I'm having a problem with content. I feel like I'm just posting random shit. Mm -hmm. And like I'm going to people's Instagrams that's not an academy, getting ideas and make my own words up and post it. But I feel like I don't know my avatar. And I feel my engagement has been like shit compared to like two months ago. So two months ago, it was just basic like help men, women who want to lose weight that are busy. And my engagement was a lot higher than now. And about two months ago, I changed it to I help individuals that lack confidence in the body without giving up the foods they like. Now, it's still so broad, but my videos that I'm making are getting no engagement. And I feel like I'm just getting any, nowhere with my engagement. Hmm. So my question is, like, I know who I want to help, but I don't know how to word it towards, like, a niche or an avatar. Like, I want to help men and women. And I thought about changing it to, like, helping people reach their full potential towards your health and fitness. But is that still too broad? Yes. Why did you change it from what was working? Because it was too broad. It was just like, I help men and women to, um, I help busy individuals looking to lose weight and build muscle without giving up the foods they like. That's everybody. But when I had that, I was getting like thousand views. I was getting engagement, comments, likes. Then I changed that two months ago saying like, I help people who lack confidence and now I get nothing. Well, I would argue that the second one is way more general than the first. Okay. Right. Because so I, the, the first one is still like, I help busy individuals. Instead, busy men and women, right? Yes. Question. Yes. All right. Before I dive deeper on, because I, I know where your train of thought is going, I want to change it. Tell me who you're, how many clients do you have right now, Mike? 13. 13. And out of those clients, like men, women, give me your roster. Two men, 11 women. Anybody else have anything to say about that? So do we really want to fucking target men or should we double down on who the fuck is actually reaching out to us? Double down on the women. The fucking look at your roster. This is for everybody. This is just for you, Mike. Everybody look at your fucking roster. The reason I say look at your roster is because your roster tells you who's already attracted to you. Literally, your roster tells you who's already attracted to you. And so it depends, right? Like, let's say, Mike, you came to this call and you're like, Brian, I have a burning fucking passion to serve men. And I like, I need to serve men. I feel called to like inspire the masculine to step into their fucking power and, and be better alpha leaders and fucking whatever. Then I would not give you this advice. But it, that is not the case. If your goal is to build a business that makes money, then look at people that are already paying you money and create more content for those people. Because they clearly already like you. They already like you. So I would look at the people that already like me. I'd ask them some questions about why they like me. I'd ask them some questions about who they are and what they struggled with. And then I would make more content for those people. I got you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it helps a little bit. Yeah. So change my niece avatar to more towards my, if I have more women, go women. Yeah. I also think Bray also said something in the chat box that I agree with. This is the most amount of money you've ever made in your life, right? Yep. Okay. So you're doing something right. And now it's <laughs> about doing more of the right thing, right? Yes. Right. Yes. So it's like, you're doing something right. You're fucking, you've got all these clients that are like happy to be paying you. 
So I would go to those happy paying clients and be like, hello, why did you hire me? There's lots of online coaches on the internet. Why did you hire me? And what were some of the things you struggled with before you started working with me? And you know, what were some of the, like, how long did you struggle? Did you try, like, what are some of the diets you tried? What didn't work for you, right? Get all that data, plug it into ChatGP, ask to expand on it. You've got content for the next three months. Makes sense. All right, man. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for coming up. Your beard is looking more clean every time I see you, by the way. It's fucking weird. <laughs> kind of cleaned up, didn't you? A little bit, yeah. I like it. It looks good, bro. Thanks. I like it. Alan, you raised your hand too late, bro. I got a hard out at 11. Amanda, what's up? Hey, what's up? How's it going? Hey, my life. How are you? Amazing. So, so basically, I feel like, good. so I started off the beginning of the year pretty good and I was building, but right now I kind of feel like I'm like starting over because I did lose a couple of clients. So I made a plan and... I did niche down a little bit better. I feel like I wasn't really working with like who I really wanted to work with. So I, I kind of changed who my like ideal avatar was and I made a plan and I kind of just wanted to like see if you had any recommendations. And so my plan is to do another, I haven't done a five guys post in a while. So I'm going to do a five guys reel on Monday and then also post on my stories and I also just redid my whole onboarding process because I feel like that wasn't super great. So I redid all of that. And on October 16th, I kind of want to do like a Halloween 14 day fitness challenge and just kind of like make it a theme and then possibly like try to pitch like my full program for as many people as I can. But for those who can't maybe like extend it into a six week challenge because I, I think I saw people do that before too. Don't do that. Okay. Oh, don't do that. Okay. Okay. So. Question. So you've got like a plan for the next month. My question for you, Amanda, is what is your plan for each day? Yeah. So that's like one of my problems is like I plan so much like ahead of time that I don't like really. Okay. So, gonna, so right. Take all your notes. I'm going to give you a okay. game today. Okay. This is a good game plan for anybody that wants to build momentum in the coaching business. Write this down. Step number one is you're going to do a morning ritual, 30 to 45 minutes to get your mindset set up for success for the day. Inside of your morning ritual, you can have gratitude, affirmations, going for a walk, fucking success, motivation, whatever you want to do to get your mind primed for success, do it every single morning, never miss. So that's step number one. Step number two, after your morning ritual, you're going to post content. Why? Because if you don't post online, you don't fucking exist. Post content on your Facebook, Instagram, Instagram stories, post content should be the first thing that you do. Step number three, after you're done posting content, I want you to lead gen. My definition of legion would be sending out 20 messages on Facebook, 20 messages on Instagram to start conversations. Step number four, throughout the day, your goal is to book one call per day. That's the plan for the day. Okay. Yeah. So I have been posting content twice per day. You've been lead genning? Lead gen. So, okay. My problem with lead gen is whenever I do send out DMs and everything, I will take so long thinking of like the perfect reply. Like sometimes I'll think of like, take like an hour. Just, I don't know. But is that gonna book one call per day or is that gonna keep you from sending dms write this okay. down take messy action okay send faster messages write that down too okay i want you to get in the habit of just having conversations don't think about perfect think about done okay the next time you're thinking about a message be like done is better than perfect and send it okay that is all you need i want you to think a lot less amanda and i want you to act a lot more your goal is to book this week by the end of the week i want three calls booked and i want you to post in the academy that you're gonna do it and then once it's done i want you to post that you did it okay does that stress you out? Good. I'm glad it does. <laughs> three calls. You are 100% capable of booking three fucking calls. 100%. I can do it. Yep. You just need to practice speaking, like moving faster. No more planning. Okay. Go do shit. Okay. All right. Three calls. I can okay. see stress brimming in your fucking eyeballs. That's good. Yeah. This is good. You need to leave your comfort zone. I'm glad I'm pushing you a little bit. This is good. You are literally capable of making money, changing people's lives, 
You got to stop planning though. You got to start getting uncomfortable. Okay. Are you scared? I know. I'm just such, I just plan so much. Oh, okay. I have a question. <laughs> Where else is this showing up in your life? The need to plan. What do you mean? Is this like, uh, do I have your permission to be direct with you? Yeah. Is your planning a form of procrastination? I think so. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, we need to have the perfect plan in place. We need to have everything lined up. We need to have all of our ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. I think that's a form of procrastination. Yeah. Now, my next question for you, is that a habit that you're willing to continue? Or do you want to take massive action so you can build a successful online coaching business and change people's fucking lives? Take action. Because I know that the reason that you came to pod chats and the reason that you come to pod chats is you want to grow, right? Mm-hmm. This is good. Like the fact that you're like, the fact that this is like approaching the uncomfortable and I, I'm making you uncomfortable. I'm glad that's my job as your okay. coach is to like push you to your comfort zone and then ask you to take another step now that you're here. Like now that we're here, let's take another step, right? That's yeah. where the growth happens because most people, what they do is they feel what you're feeling right now. And they're like, holy fuck, this is overwhelming. What the fuck? And then they back off. It's easy for me to fucking plan. Then I don't have to deal with the rejection when people don't reply to my DM. I don't have to deal with like the anxiety when people aren't responding. I don't have to deal with the pressure of booking three calls this week. I'm just going to fucking plan for when I'm going to book three calls. Fuck that. Fuck the plan. Let's take action. Okay. If everyone yeah. believes that Amanda can do this, can you type, Amanda, you got this in the chat box, please. Amanda, you got this. Okay. Look. I think it's just all the stress building up. Okay. Good. We got this shit. We're in this entrepreneurial game together. So Amanda, you're going to post in the Academy that you're going to book three calls this week. And then everybody that just says, Amanda, you got this. I want you guys to go support Amanda's fucking post in the Academy. All right. And full-time by November. Full-time by November. That's how it's going to fucking happen. And man, okay. you got this. You should see my fucking Instagram live right now, too. It's going fucking wild. Really? Yes. You got this shit. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Wasn't exactly the question that you asked, but I'm glad you got the answer that you needed. <laughs> Fuck the plan. Let's go. Nathan, what up? Hi, right, Brian. Man. What's up? I like you're in your car. How you doing, brother? Give me a good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just uh, want to hop on here real quick. So I had a video on Facebook do well in july mm-hmm. like 1.1 million views and it got a lot of likes but i'm trying to figure out how i can go back and message those people without getting ghosted basis. uh you can't in six months ago why didn't you do this when the video popped off a little bit of self-sabotage okay so write this down don't fucking take out your notes yeah. don't do that again yeah, yeah. Like who here watched my protein videos when I was fucking smashing eggs in my face? Raise your hand. Some of you guys might've been around for that. That would be like me going back to those protein videos and sending out messages being like, Hey, I'm now selling a protein powder. You interested? Be like, why the fuck are you messaging me, dude? Right. When a video pops off, you fucking take advantage of it. And that's when you hit it hard. Also what I would do here's, I want to give you something productive other than a fucking wrist slap. Cause that's what this is. It's like a fucking don't do that bad boy. A productive is like, go watch the video and see why it popped off. Was, were you in the fucking kitchen? Did you say something in this specific hook? Was it the way that you framed the video? Was, did you have your fucking shirt off? Were you screaming at the camera? Like, what was it about the video that you think made it pop off? And then make five more videos about that. Maybe recreate that exact fucking video. I've done that myself. So it's cool. How many of you guys have ever watched fucking Never Fucking Apologize for Being Yourself from Cole Silva? Fucking a hundred times. He's posted like 50 times. He's redoing the video because every time he does it, it works. So go watch a video, see what like what went off about it, and then try to recreate it or just redo the whole fucking thing in, in general. But yeah, going back to old videos and sending out messages, in my opinion, won't work because yeah, that would be like me like seeing a neighbor that I haven't like going to an old neighborhood that I used to live at, knocking on their door and seeing if they want to buy an online coaching program. It's just like they saw you once on a fucking video. You're literally a nobody to them. Exactly. Yeah. Every time I do it, they'd be like, wait, who are you again? Like, who's this guy? <laughs> right. If it was recent, maybe, but like, yeah, right now they're like, they fucking have no idea who you are. 
Yeah. But how many messages is like too much on Facebook? Is it like, do you have a certain limit you, you put on it? Is it like 50? Uh, so no. like whenever I answer to that, I don't have the answer to that, but Janelle does. Hi, Janelle. Okay. I'm making you a mute. Hi. <laughs> What's the Facebook messenger limit? Like how many messages can you send on Facebook messenger per day? It all depends. So you really have to time it. So for us, we can send out 300 messages a day, but only because we time it perfectly. So we do 24 minute blocks and then we take a break for about 30 to 40 minutes. And then we send out 24 minutes, go hard on sending messages out. So we usually send them out in like 25 to 35 messages and then we'll take a break and then we'll send more messages out. Now, if your account isn't like I've been in Facebook for 7 million years because I'm old, but like if your account is new, you may only be able to send out 20 to 30 messages a day. So you to, so test it. What I would do is send out 20 messages, take like a 20 minute break, send out 20 messages, take like a 20 minute break and see how it goes. Because you don't want to get your account banned for 24 hours because that sucks. But yeah, just you got to kind of data test it. We figured out the perfect formula so we can send out 300 a day. Sick. Well, yeah, that I did have my, um, it's back now, but I couldn't message people for like probably two weeks because I was, I probably sent out to my side. I, I just want to, don't, I don't want to make that mistake ever again. So I just wanted to see what. You also can't that. copy and paste the same message over and over again. You have to use their name. And this is like, everybody should yeah. listen to this. You have to use their name. If you're not using their name and you're just copying and pasting, it instantly flags you as a bot. So it's like, you can have the message copied and pasted, but you have to insert their name in there. Mm, beauty. Was that helpful? Yeah, yeah Brian, absolutely. By the way, how was, uh, how was Utah going to work? Do you know? How's, how's that going to work? You know? What do you mean? The event in Utah? Are you going to be out meeting people? Out like meeting people after the event in Utah? Probably not. It's literally 12 hours straight. So it starts at eight o'clock in the morning and it goes till yeah. eight night. So probably not. I'm, and I'm, I'm going to be emceeing the entire thing. So it's like, it's crazy because I get on, it's actually fucked. Like then when I think about it, so it's like, I'm going to read you guys the speakers. Okay. Cause it's fucking nuts. I literally got the speakers today and I was like, this is absolutely insane. So this weekend, for those of you guys that don't know, I'm going to be speaking at an event in Utah. Well, I'm going to be emceeing and this is the lineup. It's disgusting. We've got Jim Quick, who's like the brain guy, the muscle, David Goggins, Gary Vaynerchuk, Russell Brunson, Ed Milet, Eric Thomas, Tim Grover, Alex Morton, Bradley, Andy Elliott, who's like the guy that's blowing up on social media right now, Pace Morby, Andy Frisella, and Cody Sanchez, and Steve Aoki's fucking DJ. It's actually fucked. And I'm going to be fucking introducing and taking people off stage, everybody that comes on stage. So out of everybody that's going to be on stage, I'm going to be on stage the most, which is actually fucking mental. So yeah, I will definitely not be meeting people afterwards because I'm going to be fucking wiped because I need to be on for 12 hours straight. Yeah. So I definitely won't be meeting people after the event. I'm going to go home and sleep. That's okay. that, no, that's fair. But uh, I will be there. I love it. I'm excited. Okay. Well, guys, so. thanks so much for, for coming. I appreciate you. Hope you guys all got lots of value. Again, I want to invite you guys to challengestochampions.com. Go to www.challengestochampions.com. It is our two-day virtual summit, and it's happening next week. And you got your boy's going to be coming off of a high because, again, this event that I'm speaking at this weekend, 7,000 people. It's fucking absolutely mental. I'm so excited, so grateful for the opportunity. And then next weekend, I'm hosting the Pizza Nomination event with my boy, Cole De Silva. And you better fucking believe that this event is going to be fucking valuable as fuck coming off two back-to-back -back speeches. So I'm super excited. Hope you guys got a ticket, www.challengeschampions.com. I promise you the value that you get from that event is going to blow your fucking mind. Peace and love. Thanks for everybody for coming. Love y'all. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Peace. 
Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Hopefully you got some value. If you did and you want to learn more about how me and my team can help you scale your online fitness business to $10,000 a month, DM me 10K on Instagram at TheRealBrianMark for more information and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help you grow an online coaching business.